G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Hello and welcome to The Picks. It's the weekend footy preview with a twist thanks to Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. And if you do want to gamble responsibly for Bluebet, you can call 1-800-858-858. It's a new duo today. It's uh, not Sam Edmund and David King. It's uh, kind of like the stats Batman and his Robin. Um, it's David King and I. Welcome to you, King. Great to have you as part of your program. G'day, Dwayne. It's good. going to be good fun working with you tonight. I've listened to most of, your, most of your program. I feel like you're on our program, even when you're not on our program, if you know what I mean with the boys in the background here. But since Sammy and I started doing this show, I think we've done about four rounds out of 17. So we're going well. Yeah, so What's for those unaware of what the latest news is with the lockdown, it's a fairly simple one to remember. It's five, five, and five. It's five days, there's five reasons, and it's five Ks. That's pretty much the way it stands. So just think of five, five, and five, and you've got it pretty much locked in. The footy, as it stands right now, um, the AFL's announced several fixture changes uh, with a heap of teams obviously have gone north. So the way it stands right now, and this could change because... Everything changes within 10 minutes the way we're going at the moment. But the Tigers and the Lions, Metricon Stadium. That's, uh, of course, tomorrow night. Metricon Stadium, Tigers home game in Queensland, but not at the Gabba. It's at Metricon. So not a bad move there for the Tigers to at least not have to give up their home game advantage and give it to the Lions at the Gabba. Saturday, D's and the Hawks at the MCG. No crowd, 4.35 start. Not the start time matters to, to uh, those people who were thinking of going. But it matters for a TV game to sit back and watch on a Saturday afternoon. So there's no actual early game on Saturday. There's two Saturday afternoon 4.35 start games. Dees and Hawks, MCG, no crowd. Suns and Bulldogs at Metricon Stadium. Then Saturday night, St Kilda, Port Adelaide. That still stands right now as a Marvel Stadium game with no crowd. Sunday, North and Essendon, Metricon Stadium, 12.35 start. Sunday, Collingwood-Carlton, MCG, 3.20 start, no crowd. Sunday, Adelaide West Coast, 4.40pm start, Adelaide Oval. And Sunday, Sunday night, Giants and Sydney, 6.10 start at Metricon Stadium. So uh, it's a massive weekend of footy. What have you made of the day, firstly, Kingy, before we move on? Oh, crazy. But um, first of all, we have to say thanks to the players and their families for putting the game first in a lot of ways. And I know it doesn't work for everyone, Dwayne, and we were pretty critical of them when... Uh, it doesn't fall our way as fans, but I think that we have to just acknowledge that first up. Um, and I do think the Saturday is an interesting discussion, isn't it? With the, with the two games, at, as we speak, fixtured for 4.35 in the afternoon, I'd be surprised if that was the finishing point. Put it that way, I think there'll be some yep. movement still there. Yeah, and uh, that is exactly what uh, we will bring to you if it does move, but I'm with you, Kingy. There could still be movement on that. Don't forget the People's Multi is back for another week, so you can text in on 0433981116 with your name, your local sporting team and the AFL team you're backing at the Blue Bet line this week. We'll pick one texter to have a leg in the multi and if it wins, your local sporting club will get the winnings. So text in 0433981116, your name and your sporting club and uh, what you are backing at the Blue Bet line. We'll also give away a slab of one classic lager to our best texter. A beer you can count on. 
And that's available at Dan Murphy's and Beer, Wine and Spirits. Fantastic. News of the week, week Kingy. Where would you like to start with that? <laughs> well, there might not be any any one classic lager left at Dan's as we speak, Dwayne, because I think there'll be a rush on. Don't worry about yeah. a rush for footy tickets. There'll be a rush on down to Dan's. Oh, I think so. But uh, you and I, you and I will be sitting back uh, broadcasting and watching a lot of football uh, we need to keep our minds clear. There's going to be so much football to watch, and I like the way that you're going to pick through a couple of games for us in uh, the next little while to help those putters who can have a punt. So I'm looking forward to firstly talking about tonight with you, Fremantle Geelong. Heaps of stuff to get to on that and what uh, Geelong has brewing. And who's it, who's talk- it the biggest game for? this? Who's, who's this round the most significant for, Dwayne? And, and I've had a look... Obviously, as we do, this is this is what we do for a bit of fun and, and try and yep. find a different sort of talking point. No matter which way you look at this round, I think it's 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 the biggest game for Fremantle. If they can get this one, they go a long way to, to really locking down an opportunity inside the eight. Their draw does, even though it reads really tough, they've got some vulnerable teams in terms of the West Coast and Richmond over the next few weeks. Geelong, obviously, resting Henderson and, and uh, down a couple other stars at the moment. So I think it's a huge opportunity for Fremantle. I don't know where you sit or if, whether you've oh, had a no look Cameron, the No Gary Rowan, no Cameron. So you're yeah. not going to get Geelong's forward line as weak as this, are you? No, you're not. Even even talking about opportunity, just to, who's it a big round for, I think. Yeah, could Richmond really rock the boat with the Brisbane Lions? I mean, there's a few players missing there as well, you know, structural players. So if Brisbane could get that done, it would be a huge win. You look through the rest of the round, and they've, you know, St Kilda versus Port. So there's so many opportunities. Yeah. I think this round is, is going to be a real separation in that bottom part of the eight. Well, isn't it always, isn't it always the most important game of David Teague's career? <laughs> uh, when you look at any, every week we say it. So you're asking me who, who is the most important team when it comes to needing a win? It might actually be Carlton who can't even make the eight. I don't know why Carlton lost this game, but I know that it's Teague's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bizarre world we live in, but uh, everyone's on Teague Watch. The good part of that equation, though, Kingy, is that Charlie Kerno is going to make a comeback in the VFL, play probably a half, maybe a half and a half, yeah. so uh, two and a half quarters, and apparently moving really well at training. So this is a it's a huge story. If Teague can get Charlie Kerno back, and the good news story, you know, finish the season with the good news story in your pocket, it might be a nice way to do it. Hadn't played uh, AFL football for a year and a half, so it's, you, you do have to bring him back via the reserves. But they, they've been so amazed with what he's been able to do at training that they, they just—they're just, just a, I suppose, disappointed that they have to bring him back through the VFL. If that makes sense, I mean, mm. you couldn't risk just throwing him out there. You do the kid a disservice, and obviously he's been—he's uh, been the number one player that's been on the injury list at not just Carlton, but in the AFL for probably eighteen months now. Yeah, too, too much to get to, too little time. So let's talk about tonight at length. Yeah. Uh, the line's two and a half to Geelong as it stands with Bluebet. Do you think that's about right? I do, I do. I, I'm not sure where I sit with this one. I, I've watched Geelong closely. I, I do subscribe to the theory that I think Chris Scott's got two different modes that he plays with with Geelong. I think against top eight teams, they, they take the game on. They're ripped here and bust and they're prepared to put the ball into congestion and and a little bit of contest and back their bigger bodies uh, to get the job done. So I think you see that when you see them play against Richmond and, and, and Brisbane and the like, even though they they got rolled against Brisbane. Um, their form against top eight teams really good. So Fremantle, how do you attack Fremantle? Do you attack them like they're a top eight side and go for it? 
Or do you say, okay, we've got to play a more measured, predictable, slower build-up, deny, deny, deny type uh, opportunity? I, I think I think it'll be the latter without Henderson at fullback. Um, and I think that though, what they will want to do is control the game and take it out of stoppage, which will negate the influence of Sean Darcy, who's in great form, Dwayne. Mm. Yeah, so who are you? Who's your best ruckman for Geelong? Is it Blitzars? Is it Stanley? Or is it Radagalia? Who do you think is the best ruckman that Geelong would put in for the centre bounce if scores are level and there's 30 seconds left? Well, we, we talked about this last week on First Crack. So what, what, what Chris Scott's been doing is, is putting Blitzarves at full back for the first 10 minutes of the quarter. Yep. And then he goes to the bench for a brief spell. And then he comes on and plays ruck. He's the most versatile player in the competition. So can you now do that without Henderson at fullback? Maybe he has to spend more time there. But the contrary view is that Geelong having Blitzarves in the midfield playing virtually midfield back. He does the opposite of Dustin Martin. Dustin's centre forward. He's centre back. So he... He negates the, the opportunities for the opposition going inside forward 50. So Carlton last week had 35 inside 50s for the game. So what, what, do you, what, what is defence? Is defence mm. defeating the opposition full forward or holding up in your defensive 50? Or is it stopping it getting in there? That, I think that's the, the philosophical question you have, to, you have to answer. Well, we've got a caller on the line, Ryan from WA, who might actually answer it. Uh, you're a Dockers fan. Ryan, welcome to you. Yeah, hey boys. You two have got to be the most respected football um, specialist commentators I reckon at the moment. Well, yeah, you you got, we're going to a prize winner already. <laughs> is, it, is there a butt coming? I'm feeling like there's a butt coming. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you boys reckon? All this talk about when we get to the back end of a home and away season and, and we talk about the, the teams playing these hard games against opposition, I would have thought the ones that that don't have much hanging on their season and the ones that are in the middle rung that are really trying to give it a crap to make the eight, they're more dangerous, more troublesome games to get through than, than potentially what the teams are who have, feel like they've already made the final. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it, but there's, there's not many dead rubbers at the moment, is there? There's always something to play for. I mean, you look at the Kangaroos, everyone's talking about them this week because of the Monday night exposure, and they had nowhere to hide. They had to, they had to play well, and they did. But all those guys are looking for, you know, looking for contracts. Uh, there's guys there, thirty plus, that are looking for some sort of uh, renewal of a contract and extension, if you like. There's kids that are that are just trying to show that they've they're going to take the club to the promised land. They're looking for financial reward as well as just personal satisfaction. You need to be able to show you can play, Dwayne. I mean, we've we've lived this, haven't we? I mean, yeah. You do at different stages of your career, games mean different things, but there's always something to play for. And Fremantle don't have a game against a team that's not a contender. So no. the Cats this week, then they've got the Swans. We don't know where that game is going to be played at the moment, Swans v. the Dockers. And then they've got Richmond at Optus Stadium. And then they've got the Brisbane Lions at Optus Stadium. And then they've got the Eagles in a derby, which is going to be a cracker. I mean, that might be for a spot in the eight. And then they've got St Kilda, who are also in the running for a spot in the eight. It might actually come down to that last game against St Kilda, which at the moment is scheduled for Marvel Stadium. So there you go, Ryan. How many of those do you win? And if you win them all, you deserve to be in the finals. And you might actually give it a scare if you've beaten all those teams in the run-in. Well, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, just a quick one. The fact we had to play a home game at the MCG against Carlton a couple of weeks ago, you might think maybe, and Sydney got a special game against the Eagles somewhere where they nominated, maybe Sydney can come over here and play us at Optus Stadium. (laughs) Yeah, we'll ask them if, they, <laughs> yeah. if they'd like to have a trip over. I think Sydney, 
I think Sydney have had a tough enough run as it is. I don't think that'll be the game that they that they look at moving. Oh, the weather's nice in Perth. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe yeah, the Saints. Could... Maybe the last well, the game thing, of the year. The thing is that Sydney Swans, it's unlikely they'll play another home game at the SCG this year. So the big question is, Kingy, um, where would they choose to play their first final if they got the choice? Uh, Gerald Waitley doesn't think they'll get the choice, no. by the way. Um, but uh, the Sydney Swans, they, they're probably, even if they earn a home final, going to have to play at the G or at Marvel. And it could well be against a G tenant or a Marvel tenant. That's interesting, I, I think, because if they, are, if they are to play at Marvel and the Dogs finish second and have to play at the G, would we be comfortable with that? I, I would like to know whether the Dogs really would like a final at Marvel. Ah. I think they're going to tell us if we ask them, oh, we'll play at the G because that's where you have to win the grand final. But deep down, do you reckon they'd rather Marvel? I do, yeah. yeah. It's, their, it's their home digs. Um, you know, they're, they're second on the table for a reason. But just to get back to our Fremantle game, Dwayne, do you, do you think that this is a, a tactical move by Chris Scott to start resting some players on the way home? Are we going to see more of this? We saw Selwood last week. We're seeing Henderson this week. Mm. Will we see Dangerfield next week? Is, it, is this something that we're just going to see over the back six or seven weeks? Well, it's a dangerous game to play, but Geelong might be able to play it, Kingy, because finishing first, second or third doesn't matter to Geelong if Melbourne and the Bulldogs are one and two because you're not going to get an advantage by finishing above those two. Your first final against one of those two is going to be at the MCG anyway. So there is no advantage for Geelong to finish first or second. Third is as good as first or second yeah. if Melbourne and the Dogs finish 1-2. So, yeah, if there's ever a time you can rest, it's when you know you've got top three locked up. But they don't have top three locked up just yet. No, they don't. They don't. So that, that's the beauty of tonight. That's where we, where we will see. So if you look at how these, these two teams are playing specifically, Dwayne, I think that this, this is a clash of the contested beasts. So the, the, the clearance game is, is everything for these, these two teams. If you look at the last, uh, the last, what do we got here? The last, uh, sorry, against top eight teams. So when you're looking at Geelong versus the best and Fremantle versus the best, they're top two or three in the competition, second and third in the competition. So I think it's going to be a brutal game, particularly in tight. And then the ball movement side of things might be a bit boring. It might be a low-scoring game outside of burst from stoppage. So who are you picking at the line? I'm going with the Cats. I've just got too much faith in the Cats and, and the, the, the coach orchestrating a way to win. What about yourself? I'll go Fremantle at the line. Uh, we're building up to tonight's game. You'll catch it on AFL Nation live from 7 p.m. Slam dunk. McRae, by the way, thanks for your call. Um, and uh, if you want to jump on the line, uh, 1-300-736-736 is the open line number. Or send through a text on that temper text machine number, 0433-981116. Slam dunk. McRae from Bluebet. It's been good enough to join us. You can bet same game multis. With Bluebet, download the apps today, but gamble responsibly. Uh, welcome to you, Slam Dunk. Great to have you back on. Yeah, good evening, Dwayne King and all the listeners. Hope everyone's well. Uh, what have you got tonight? Well, tonight, Frio's been well back. They went up 225, guys, into 205 in the head-to-head. $1.77 the Cats. The start was 8.5 for Frio, into 2.5. So that's probably been the biggest move we've had this week at the line. Gee, that sounds like a fair dinkum go then. The conditions over there are not the reason, are they? Are we, getting a, are we going to get a wet night over there again, Slam Dunk? Are you aware of that or not? Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I thought you should kill me after we gave you the COVID back, boys. So I haven't really checked in. I was just sort of ducking for cover, boys. But I, I think the home ground advantage has got a lot to do with the, uh, the travel, obviously. And uh, that's the reason for the move, I see. What about the Great co- to have you. Yeah, well, can I just ask a quick, a quick yep. one? Has there been any moves for... Uh, 
for the given the Sydney form at the moment, has there been any big move for the Sydney Swans for the flag or even top four? No, it's been pretty quiet. Um, it's, well, I've never seen a market like it. There's four teams on five dollars, and then the cats out to five fifty, Kingy. So uh, mm. Swans have edged in a little bit, but being away from home, I think the punters have steered away. So uh, I've never seen it so open in a in a flag market for a long time. Mm. Interesting that. stuff, Duck. Absolutely. Um, and Kingy, just on the two blokes Geelong side of things. This is the two guys I'd like to do lockdown with: Dwayne Russell and Slam Dunk. <laughs> two different units. Well, you might have to the way we're going. The <laughs> the cats might even have to fly Kingy to Queensland after this game. So it's a interesting dynamic they face because that Geelong Richmond game that's scheduled for next week could still end up being in Queensland as well. Jeez. Richmond are going to be there. Cats might be sent up there. So we'll watch that space after this one's done. But uh, we'll jump the first hurdle first. Dunk, uh, what's your leg for the for the Mouldy? He's just dropped off. Yep, Building he's... up to Thursday night footy. Fremantle v Geelong live on AFL Nation from 7pm. Uh, Richmond and Brisbane. Kingy, whilst we're getting dunked back, what have you got on this one? Uh, how do you think this one's going to go? Well, this is an interesting one, isn't it? I think that uh, often we talk about can you get yourself up for, for a performance? And I think if you're ever going to, it's for Jack's 300th. I don't know. It's not going to be exactly how they planned it at the start of the year in front of a special crowd and make it a big event. But I do, I do feel like... Players just find for for uh, a, a particular purpose, and Jack certainly that. How are they playing? Well, they're not playing very well. The Tigers with the footy, they're fantastic. So they're still dangerous. Everyone's sort of overlooking that. They still have the ability to move the ball and and get sort of opportunity inside their forward fifty. It's not working, but it's sort of not far away, Dwayne. I'm a believer that this is still fingers clicking sort of stuff. As soon as they strike that first one, they they could be back. Brisbane, on the other hand, they were humbled last week by St Kilda. They really were just mauled in, in field play, in general play, because they were out-pressured, they were made to look slow, they were out-hunted for contested ball uh, post-clearance. So I, I think this is a real opportunity for the Tigers. I, I, I do think if they can get somewhere near their defensive brand back, that, that harassment uh, and pressure machine that we all know they are, if they can just find that effort... For Jack Rewalt in this game, I think they can win. Yeah, I'm not writing Richmond off until they need to win three of their last two games. So <laughs> I'm I'm not giving them away just yet either. Uh, Kingy, uh, slam dunk. What's, what's your leg for the people's multi before we let you go? Yeah, Dwayne, I'm definitely I'm going to go the, I think, travelling up to the Gold Coast. I'm going the dogs at the minus 24 and a half. I think they'll be seething after what happened last week. And uh, I think the Suns will be hard to beat up there, but I think the Bulldogs will have too much class. All right, nice work. Uh, now, we don't know the betting and the line for Blue Bet for the Richmond-Brisbane game because we're not exactly 100% sure where that's going to be placed. We presume it's Metricon Stadium, Dunk. Is that correct? But uh, you haven't got a, an actual line-up yet because that's not 100% confirmed? That's correct, Wayne. Yeah, we're just waiting to see uh, final details on that game, then we'll get the prices straight back up. All right, good stuff. Uh, Slam Dunk McRae from Bluebet. Bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today. But gamble responsibly. Dwayne, where do Take... you sit? Where do you sit just before we go to the break? Where, yeah. where do you sit with the uh, the Brisbane key posts being out? The forward 50 with Hipwood and the defensive yeah. 50 with Adams. Do you, do you, how many goals do you think that will cost them? I'm not 100% trusting um, Charlie Cameron and Joe Danaher just yet to get the job done with McStay. I think it's going to be a big hole for them with Eric Hipwood out. And I want to see Richmond haven't named a team yet. 
I want to find out their ins. If Nan Curvis is back, wow. um, Edwards might be back as well. We understand he could be a chance to be back. So I want to see Richmond's in. Are you getting an understanding as to who might be in for the Tigers? No, but I, I just appreciate your level of research and detail. This is the sort of stuff we don't get with Sam Edmund, and I'll pass <laughs> that on. So teams, we'll have teams after the break. So right. probably best we have one. All right, stick around. Start coming back straight after the break with a bit more of the picks with, uh, well, it's the, the Torval and Dean of football. Kingy and I, great to have your company. On SEN, the picks with David King and Sam Edmund. It's the Dr. Watson playing the right, correct role for footy Sherlock Holmes, David King tonight. Great to have your company Wherever you might be listening, Richmond-Brisbane is the game we're talking about. It has been confirmed. It is Metricon Stadium tomorrow night. 7.50 start, according to the AFL website. So 7.50 start and in for Richmond-Lambert. Nan Curvis and Matt Parker makes his club debut. The ex-Saint out. Nash, Collier Dawkins, Dow and Ross all omitted. Brisbane in prior. Leicester and Thornton out. Hipwood with a knee. Adams with a foot. And Archie and Matheson both Omitted. So uh, on that, I'm, I'm confirming. I'm going to go for Richmond at whatever oh. line they get offered. Wow, Kingy. So I'm with you. I like, I like your detail. I feel like uh, I feel like I'm on the right horse now. I'm, I'm thinking Richmond as well. I think the interest in that game, long term, Dwayne, is the use of Joe Danaher. Do you do you keep him in that second ruck role, or do you just make him the primary target as a forward? That I think he's been really good as a second ruck this year, and I'd yeah. hate to see him lose that opportunity. I, I'm with you 100%. In fact, I think he gets a little bit of a spring in his step when he gets yeah. the run in the ruck. It almost uh, – he, he doesn't like it if he's not getting the ball in his hands or on his hand for a period of time. So I kind of like it that you keep him active, keep him in the play. I'm, I'm with you on that 100%. Let's wait and see because that's – I think this is the art of coaching now. And Chris Fagan, does Fag seem a little bit um... – I don't know, a little bit angry with you. Edgy? Did, 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 edgy? Is he gone past nasty and, and he's gone in a different, in a deeper, deeper waters? Well, let's face it, Kingy. Richmond are not in the eight right now. There's a flag that is up for grabs amongst, what, 10, 12 teams, if you keep including Richmond, could still win the flag theoretically. But the bottom line is, when you look at the ladder, Melbourne would be really disappointed if they blow this chance. They've been the best team in the comp all year. The Bulldogs would be really disappointed if they blow their chance. Geelong would be really disappointed because they haven't won one for quite a while under Chris Scott. But in the same bracket, the Brisbane Lions and Port Adelaide, they finished one and two last year mm. and didn't make the grand final. I mean, you don't want to blow too many opportunities. You, you won't get many. So there's going to be it, – it might be a might be the last chance Port Adelaide get given that Boke and um, Gray are getting on a little bit as well. So – yeah, I can understand why a few coaches are going to get a little edgy and why Chris Fagan might be thinking, OK, we, we need to make sure we win this one because it could slip away again for us. Do, do you, is, football has an amazing ability to make us all look stupid and we do it regularly, I, I understand. No need to text that in, we do it regularly, that's OK. So when you look at the best versus the best, so versus top eight teams, Dwayne, I get the feeling... If Melbourne go on and do what they have the potential to do and win the flag, we'll all say, why didn't we just believe that their 6-0 record against the best teams wasn't just an indication that they are 20% better or 10% better or whatever percentage, they only have to be 1% better than the rest of the comp. I feel like we're, we're mounting cases for every team and maybe Melbourne are just the best. They are right now, but we don't know if they're going to be the best in September because come September, it's a different season. I mean, there's two seasons in a footy season. That is 
there's this one we're in now, and then there's September. So no one really knows yeah. what's going to happen in September. And you lose a good player, you know, the whole dynamic can change. And that's what we're seeing with if Jeremy Cameron's not available for the Cats, uh, if Hipwood's not available for the Lions, um, you know, Dersmer and Butters are coming back for Port Adelaide. That's a big difference yeah. for them as well. I know the Bulldogs are going to be in the firing line. West Coast Bulldogs, line currently uh, 24 and a half to the Bulldogs with Bluebet in Graham Corbett and Anderson for the Gold Coast. Out Greenwood, Markov and Day, all injured. And three big outs, really important players for them in different parts of the ground doing different stuff. Atkins has been omitted, which is interesting given that uh, they brought the, the Roy Atkins in on big money to the club. Bulldogs in Crozier, Norton, Huge in, Dunkley oh. uh, and Rourke Smith. Out Scott, Wallace. Hannon, Young, all omitted. So Wallace has been omitted. Had a few calls and texts about that during the week. Had a few calls and texts saying Hannon should be out as well. Liberatore has been managed. But as we're talking about Kingy with big names, Bulldogs with Norton, big different to Bulldogs without Norton. Oh, it's a totally different ball game, isn't it? I mean, we saw what the Swans were able to do on counterpunch last week, and, and it was brutal. But you, you look at the flat numbers. I've never seen a, a team... And this is the Western Bulldogs win Centrebound's clearances against quality opposition in the Sydney Swans 15-3. So they had lots of opportunities, a stack of inside forward uh, 50 opportunities, and they just couldn't capitalise. Josh Bruce, I think they went to 17 times for the day. He kicked one goal too. I mean, if you go to Aaron Norton 17 times, you are going to get a return on the scoreboard. So th- it's a different lineup. It's a totally different team. And whilst he's not he's not a stand under a pack, he's not a Ben Brown type forward, Aaron Norton. He, he he's a he's a floating into the pack or floating over the pack type. So he he doesn't necessarily give you a great reference point to crumb, but at worst you get a crumb if you know what I'm saying. So no, I, I think uh, the dogs are going to do a job here. I, I love the way they're playing, and I, I do think the outs uh, for the Gold Coast are significant. So if Norton kicks four goals, two, they win. If he kicks two goals, four, they might not make the line, but I still think they'll win. I'm going for the dogs at the line, Kingy. Same. I'm with you, Dwayne. I think 24 and a half's generous. Melbourne, Hawthorne. Line currently 41 and a half to Melbourne at Bluebet. Melbourne, no ins, no outs. Uh, sorry, out is Sparrow. He's been omitted, so uh, no confirmed in just yet to replace him. Hawthorne in. Lewis and Reeves and O'Brien. So O'Brien's back. And out Jath with that injury. Scrimshaw and Segler also injured. Hanrahan's been omitted. I can't read Hawthorne, but I do trust Melbourne. So I'm probably, I'd probably back Melbourne if I had to put my hard end on it. But 41 and a half, the bookies obviously believe this is going to be pretty lopsided as well. Yeah, so almost two goals a quarter. I think that's about right. I mean, when you look at Hawthorne, they're just a victim of circumstance now. Their back line is, is, is without Jath. Sicily, Day, Scrimshaw and Impey out of their best back six. So I think that's a that's a hole you, you really can't cover if you're, you're Alistair Clarkson and, and company trying to trying to work through that. Oh and Mel- Melbourne's uh, Melbourne's forward half is all the talk at the moment. So they, they get a real chance, I think, to cash in against a banged up back line. So is it is it Ben Brown's turn to play a bit deeper and, and hit the scoreboard? You know, do they do they look at Petrarca deeper forward? Do they rotate Max Gorn down there? I know we talked a lot last week against Port Adelaide where they often had they always had three and sometimes four tools down there. So it was a really, really fantastic ability to see Cozzy Pickett and um, Jordan and these guys get their reference points to crumb. And they looked a different team, Dwayne, slightly tall, taller, four to centre. And Melbourne, percentage of 129 right now. 
Geelong's percentage, 124. Brisbane's percentage, 129. And the Dogs' percentage, 142. Now, Melbourne's a game clear in top spot. I can't see them dropping out of the top four or the top three myself. But, gee, if, if all of a sudden Port Adelaide or Brisbane do go on a bit of a winning run, or even Sydney for that matter, you do want to have a little bit of percentage in the bank, don't you, Kingy? Yeah, well, I just think you've got to get your game, get, get your game or your your identity strong yeah, fair enough. in this last six weeks. I'm not concerned by percentage, and I think you're right. You know, the top three is the same as top on the ladder, so they'll be fine. Um, don't worry about percentage, but worry about playing your way. Let's see if they can get their forward half right. Let's see if Alistair Clarkson can manufacture a way of bringing them down. We'll take a break. We're building up to Thursday night footy. Fremantle v Geelong live on AFL Nation. Tonight from 7 o'clock, uh, heaps of games to still go through and we'll bring you the ins and outs for the majority of those games as well. So stick around, we'll take a little break. It's the Picks, we're kicking back. On SEN, the Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Fremantle v Geelong, our game on AFL Nation tonight from 7 o'clock. Keep your texts coming in 0433981116 if you want to be part of the People's Multi. Text in your name, your local sporting club and the team you're backing at the Blue Bet line and you could win the People's Multi this week and try and win some money for your local club. So that number, 0433981116 to be part of the People's Multi. Text in your name your local sporting club, the team you're backing at the Blue Bet line. David King and I with you. Port Adelaide, St Kilda. Betting currently suspended with Blue Bet, although the game at the moment looks like it will be played at Marvel Stadium and stay a St Kilda home game. St Kilda, no ins at the moment. Out is battle injured. Port Adelaide, some huge outs. Rosie, Motlop and Butters all out. I forgot Butters was out injured again. Cleary has mm. also been omitted. So into that team, Bonner, Woodcock, and Laddams, and uh, gee, I'd almost put the Saints down as my tip in this one, Kingy, the way it stands right now. So much to play for, and it's a sort of a weakened Port Adelaide team. When I look at the bench, the interchange, Martin Frederick, Boyd Woodcock, Sam Mays, and I look at the emergencies, Jed McEntee and Joel Garner. Um, interestingly enough, Xavier Dersma has been named as an emergency for Port Adelaide, so I presume he's 100% going to be the sub, wouldn't he? Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, look, I can never work out how they, these teams yep. are formatted. I think we've got to we've got to start naming twenty three and name your sub and yep. all that sort of stuff, so we can actually work out how it sits. I'm sure there's there's people that uh, are out there got a better handle on that than I. But who's in better form, Dwayne? Who do you trust more, St Kilda or Port Adelaide? That's all it's going to come down to because it's very hard to get a line. I, I love what I saw from St Kilda last week. That 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 to me mm. is them. And everyone's talking about the two tools. I just thought it was the pressure game. You know, the magic 200 mark is, is what we're, the, uh, all teams are trying to chase, that, that, that constant harassment that denies the opposition their, their ball movement. They went at 216 in that second quarter last week and it just become an, an intercept marking competition. They just kept picking them off. So if St Kilda bring that, they win. Simple as that for me. And if they don't, then I'm not sure what they fall back on. There's no foundation outside of their pressure. Um, and I'm just not I'm just not sold on Port Adelaide. I'm still not sold on them no. as a top eight bona fide contender. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about the depth and I'm not Todd Marshall hasn't quite become that main key forward and you're asking a lot from a young guy like Mitch Georgiades. Um but the other thing in Port Adelaide's favour is this might be a St Kilda home game, but um it's no crowd. So at the moment it'll be Marvel Stadium, no crowd for this one for the Saints. North Melbourne Essendon. 
Line currently five and a half with Bluebet. North for their ins. Basina Valangi, Hayden, Young and Campbell out. Cunnington, he was the one that didn't make the flight, so he's been outmanaged. Um, appears to be the only one who hasn't travelled with the squad. Essendon, Zerk, Thatcher, Heppel, Bryan and Sam Durden have been named out. Langford injured. Uh, Essendon's putting together some reasonable form, but so, so is your old mob. Yeah, it's, it'll be a fascinating game, this. I think that uh, the Kangaroos, without Cunnington, is it's probably the biggest out of, the, of that football club, Dwayne. He's been in fantastic form. He's the one that shoulders the load in that midfield and allows those younger players, those inexperienced players, to just sort of drop him behind. You know, he's, he's such a beast. Uh, he's such a clean, one-touch player. Without him in that lineup, it swings heavily back to and unfortunately. Uh, I hate saying it because we, you know, these two clubs hate each other, Dwayne. We remember the, the marshmallow games and those sorts mm. of things. But yep. on form, you know, the way that Essendon are moving the ball has, has been terrific to watch. But they're doing a lot right. They're actually a lot tougher than people give them credit for. Their, their clearance and contested possession game has really improved uh, over the last few weeks. So too the Kangas in terms of clearance, but without Cunnington, I just think this is a, a, a step too far for the Kangas at this stage. Yeah, I'm sticking with Essendon as well at the moment. Like the curve, the improvement curve that North Melbourne are on, but uh, love the improvement curve Essendon's on. Uh, line currently five and a half points with Bluebet, which surprises me a little bit. Collingwood, Carlton, line currently one and a half points to Carlton with Bluebet. We know that uh, the sad news of Serge Silvani passing away in the last 24 hours, and uh, Carlton will wear black armbands, and it will be part of their pre-game. No doubt that they'll be shown what a great man, what a great contributor, what a great club man Serge Silvani was, and always will be known as. In for Carlton, Honey, Jones, and O'Brien, and Fisher, out of their squad, Setterfield. He's been omitted for Collingwood. In Polter, Ginovan, uh, he's going to make his debut. Cox is back in, Wilson's back in, and Kelly's out injured. What do you make of... Collingwood and Carlton right now. Collingwood under Robert Harvey and a different Collingwood last week under Robert Harvey. Yeah, we love what we saw. I mean, how aggressive were they? They were fantastic to just see them take some risks, get that handball game going. As we said last week, they had 200 handballs in that game. I haven't seen them have 200 handballs for four or five years. Um, Hmm. So it's exciting. So basically what that means is if you're prepared to run and work and provide an option, you'll get rewarded. And that's just fueling the fire a little bit. And you you can see it. It was contagious last weekend. So can they repeat that? I think that they will. Carlton defensively, you know, everyone's talking about what they don't do and, and how, how they're struggling here, struggling there. They, they, they allow you to play. That's, this is the biggest problem. They're 18th in the competition in the last six weeks at stopping the opposition going coast to coast against them. And then they rely on that staunch duo of Jones and, and, and uh, Weedering to stop any forward 50 thrusts. So Jones back in is huge. Weedering was unbelievable last week. I don't think I've seen a more complete game from a defender against a high-quality opponent like Tom Hawkins. He just he rendered him useless. He played him perfectly, sat off, come hard, come late, and spoiled the ball. He didn't take a mark inside 50. Tom Hawk didn't kick a goal. So, look, I'm in love with where Carlton are going, and I know we've talked about Carlton a lot. I can see it. You can see the improvement with Carlton. But Collingwood are a wild card at the moment, Dwayne. This is a genuinely yeah. 50-50 game. I mean, you, you could make man a case either way. I'll go with Carlton just be, just because we've only seen it once with Collingwood. Yeah, although we do see quite often teams start the next week like they finished the previous week. So yeah. if that's the case, um, Collingwood might be able to hold this form 
for a little while. But, uh, yeah, it is toss of the coin. I'll, I'll go for Collingwood just because I have to go for someone. Adelaide and the West Coast. Line currently five and a half to the West Coast of Bluebet. In for Adelaide McPherson. Um, Fogarty's back in. Himmelberg. Walker's back in, which is a huge in. Lynch hasn't played for a while, so he's back in. Out Davis. He's omitted Dude with that injury for that courageous attempt at a mark. Uh, West Coast in Williams. Connor West, who I don't know much about, but he's a debutant. Yeah. Edwards, Hutchings, and O'Neill out. Archie and Barris, uh, both out injured. What do you make of the West Coast? And, and can Adelaide get it going again? They've hit a real flat spot, Kingy. Yeah, they have. They have. They've actually looked quite ordinary over the last couple of weeks. The Crows have sort of been wondering where it's gone. Um, yeah, I know Matty Nix has, has done a great job with some of their ball movement stuff over the first 10 weeks, but that looks like it's dissipated uh, significantly. Still really good clearance team, but outside of that, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what they're doing well, to be honest. Um, and the West Coast, well, they've got all to play for, haven't they? I mean, this line's a really skinny line. I, I know they're out of form, the West Coast, but what'd you say? It was five and a half points at yeah. Bluebet. I mean, the Bluebet boys are taking a risk here for mine. I think if West Coast turn up in reasonable, uh, in a, with a reasonable state of mind and a, an appetite to, to hunt after the body and hunt after the ball... I think they get the job done and probably comfortably given given the current form of the Crows at the moment. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, we'll take a break. Giants and Sydney still to come. A couple of games still to come, so we'll bring you those. A couple of other things that have happened in the last 24 hours that I want to get Kingy's ideas on. We'll read out a few of your texts as well. 0433 We'll let you know who has won the People's Multi and who has won the uh, one classic lager, one standard drink and a big 500ml can available at Dan Murphy's and Beer, Wine and Spirit. So we'll let you know who's won all that. One on the text. Uh, Dwayne, I didn't know you you were a punter. Um, are you a punter? I've got... Cheltenham, Kingy, back in the day, just lived down the road from Cheltenham. Yeah. There was always one rule when you went to Cheltenham. What's that? Doesn't matter how bad you're going, keep two bucks for a pasty on the way out. <laughs> always the Cheltenham rule. One of the great pasties of all time. I thought you had your dad's wallet again. <laughs> I'll take a break. Uh, more on the picks next. On SEN, the picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Been great to have your company for the pick. Still a bit to go. Giants and Sydney. Kingy's in the house this week. Great to have Kingy back. And Kingy will decide who's going to win the slab of one classic lager, one standard drink in a big 500ml can available at Dan Murphy's. What do you have to do to win the wine of spirit? What do you have to do to win the slab, Dwayne? Fantastic. Nice texter, or if you've got somebody that's sparked you up on the text, just have a scroll through the text machine. There's a few people asking uh, about your form at Cheltenham back in the day. What was it? uh, What was it like? Cheltenham Racecourse is essentially just one stop down the train line from Albert Noble, so it's all part of uh, that. You got the Cheltenham Cemetery on one side, Cheltenham Racecourse, which is no longer there, by the way. It's all housing. Um, And the other beautiful part about playing for Port at Alberton is after Thursday night training. When I drove back to Paraka, you had to drive past Angle Park. There was essentially no other way home. So you'd always drop into Angle Park for one or two and get a, try and get a winner in the last or the second last on your way home, which was always a bit of fun. And the same guy with the pasties would be Angle Park. He'd be standing out the, out the front at the end of the night with a white butcher's coat on. He'd have a Warwick around his neck, one of those big tubs with a leather strap around it, like he was holding a piano accordion. 
and he'd have uh, the Hessian bag over the top of the pasties just to keep them warm, ready for you when you came out. You'd always get one or two, Kingy. Diet wasn't an issue back in those days, was nah, it? No, it still, has, it still isn't, Dwayne. The, um, we, we used, I grew up in Kilmore, just out of Kilmore, and that was the Trots, Trots mecca. territory. Of, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Vin Knight ran the town up there. It was fantastic. And we thought we were getting away with it for years, Dwayne, we, you know, writing a note, pretending you were your mother. Just writing a note, getting out of school for the day at Assumption College. <laughs> Every time there was a race meeting on at Kilmore, but yeah, we're pretty simple back in those days. We, we knew we were getting caught. Really, half the school was at the races. Those beautiful country towns, King. You wouldn't grow up in uh, another place if you had your choice. Uh, nothing really? better than little country lifestyle. Had a bit of that myself in the middle of the Abattoirs paddocks at Paraka. Giants in Sydney. Yep. Betting currently suspended with Blue Bet, but uh, we understand this one is going to be probably the late game on Sunday at. Metricon Stadium on the Gold Coast. Uh, in Steen, Flynn, DeBoer, Cornelio's back, Bruins back, O'Halloran and Sproul out. Robbie Hill's been managed. Ash has been omitted, which is interesting. Whitfield is out with concussion. And the big mummy is out injured. Uh, in for Sydney, Sinclair, Stevens and Rowbottom. No outs from their squad just yet. Your thoughts? Well, I think GWS and Leon Cameron would be disappointed this game's been moved from Ballarat. Because the only chance the Giants have, in my opinion, without Whitfield and a couple of others that are classier ball movers that you just mentioned, without those guys, they had to bash Sydney. They had to get them on the inside, had to get them at clearance, and then get them at contest post-clearance. And the, that, I don't think that can happen. They tried to do that to the Suns last week and actually held sway at, at clearance, but the ball movement and the breeze up there made it a really fluky game. So I think the Swans are going to be really hard to beat uh, up north. A perfect deck up there, slick ball movement. We've been talking about the Swans in glowing terms for a while now. But what they do without the football is the reason they're a strong team. They refuse to allow the opposition to move the ball. It's one-on-one. It's it's head-to-head warfare. It's John Longmire to a T. Um, so we love what they're doing with footy in hand. But just take just take a moment to have a look at them when they lose position and how hungry they are to win the ball back. Who's the one that you can count on this week for one classic lager, Kingy? Who's the one? Uh, the yeah. one player or the one team? Or the one team, whatever you want to pick. Okay, I'll tell you, we're going to go with Aaron Norton. I reckon Aaron okay. Norton this week, I reckon he sat back and watched what happened last week and said there's plenty of supply going in there. Bontempelli, McRae, all these guys knocking in. Okay, Libba's not going to be there. Not sure he impacts the quality of supply too much. So let's just hope that uh, Aaron Norton, I think he's got a, he's probably got a five-goaler sitting next to his name. Yep. Uh, I, I think you can – well, Jack. Jack Rewalt's got to have a big night oh, for his yeah. 300, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good yeah, call. hopefully he does have one. One classic lager, uh, one standard drink in a big 500ml can available at Dan Murphy's and Beer, Wine and Spirits. Congratulations to Glenn on the text, who loves Kingy, bleeds blue and white. Good on him. You've won a slab of one classic lager, a beer you can count on. So uh, there you go. You have won that. For those unaware of the fixture this week, if you didn't hear it earlier on, Fremantle and Geelong, obviously, tonight at Optus Stadium. Richmond and Brisbane Lions to play at Metricon Stadium tomorrow night. Melbourne and Hawthorne to play at the MCG, 4.35 Saturday, no crowd. Gold Coast and the Bulldogs to play at Metricon Stadium, 4.35 Saturday as well. St Kilda and Port Marvel Stadium, Saturday night, 7.25 start, but no crowd. And on Sunday, North Melbourne, Essendon, Metricon, 12.35 start. Collingwood, Carlton, MCG, no crowd. Adelaide Crows and the West Coast Eagles, Adelaide Oval. And then it all finishes with the Giants and the Sydney Swans at Metricon Stadium. People's multi, Dwayne. People's multi. 
People's Mouldy, Fremantle at two and a half. That's my pick. Bulldogs, yep. 24 and a half. Slam Dunks pick. West yes. Coast, five and a half. Kingies pick. Richmond, 19 and a half. And we're taking Phil off the text to support the Curly Dance Studio. Well done, you, Kingy. We'll talk soon. I hope that's legit too, Dwayne. Phil off the text supporting Curly Dance Studio. Thanks for your text. Up next, Thursday night footy, Fremantle and Geelong live on AFL Nation. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.